welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm excited for a couple of reasons today. One, I have um, I have, a, I have a gentleman on the line, Mr. Alain Rabach, who comes from, who hails from Montreal, back to my heritage. So it's always nice to talk to a fellow Montrealer. But second of all, and most importantly, I would say is we're going to talk about a really, one of my favorite topics that has been arguably on hold for the last two years, travel. So Alain, welcome to the show and great to meet you, my friend. Hello. How are you today? I am fantastic, and I'm very excited because as the world starts to open up, and depends who you talk to, on to what degree it's opening up, and the uh, but travel is on everybody's. Uh, it seems to be the topic of conversation with every dinner party, every conversation, every friend I'm chatting with. It's oh, wh- wh- where are you going now that you can? So tell us a little bit about you live in the world of travel. Give us a little bit of backstory, and then let's talk about your your platform that you created here. Which I'll I'll leave I'll leave that sit for a second until we get to who is Ale Rabar in uh, in relation to the world of travel right so um i guess i work in the travel industry i've been working um travel industry all my life so um done several things and um during the pandemic everybody in the travel industry got hit as you know and um i just thought wow i had a um, an event business when um when the pandemic hit so obviously i thought events are dead so I thought, what can I do to repositioning the offer and really, um, you know, get a product and a services out there that what I seen would be appropriate after I'd seen the effects of uh, COVID. So um, the world starts shutting down and obviously my phone started ringing because um, everybody's stuck in Dubai or somewhere else and they all had to go home when Justin Trudeau said, hey, hop on a plane, come home, right? So, um, so yeah, so I thought, oh, wow. And then I, I just realized how, how everything had shut down and how difficult it became to just get from point A to point B, never mind traveling from Dubai to like Rio. So I thought, wow. So just the, um, uh, the travel will not be back. Like we knew it for a while and when it will, it's going to be, it's going to look different. So I thought, okay, uh, it won't be back for a while, so I have the luxury of time. So let's think out a product or a, a services that will cater to what a post-pandemic world will look like and for those who do want to still travel during pandemic as well. So essentially what we came up with was the concept that you're never alone and, and we introduced like, you know, we, you can't just – go online anymore and book a ticket and just not think about it. You have to like validate. Well, can we, before we dive into the platform, can we chat about that a little bit? Cause I grew up, sure. I've been around, I've been around long enough to remember travel agents and you would yes. call someone to do your bookings and they would put it together for you. Then all of a sudden right. the internet showed up and everybody started to right. be like, well, I don't need to pay. I don't need to get you to do it. I can do it myself. Right. So there's but been an can. interesting evolution. If you just take, I don't know, is that the last 10 years or 15 years of, of the industry from being very concierge service to almost being self-serve and are we going back? So maybe just talk about being in it as long as sure. you have. What's that journey been like for traveling and travel assistance? Right. So um, you're right. So the introduction of the internet, uh, everybody it made it easy for everybody, for online agency to cater to everybody and just click, they click and off you go, right? Um, now, everybody's thought they were their best own travel agent, you know, uh, I'm my yeah. best travel agent. So, so there is some expertise that comes with dealing with a travel agent or a travel concierge service. But I mean, if you feel comfortable enough to going through it, um, you know, in the past as you did, um, then that's pretty easy. You know, it is pretty easy. It's click, 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 but there's a lot of things that you're missing out on, but people okay. feel comfortable doing that. So 
uh, it is a bit of a return where there is now a necessity for those services because a lot of it is manual, right? You have to do a lot of validation. There are some softwares coming out that can validate those for you, but you still have to understand them and see, okay, does this apply to me? Is this, is this something that really uh, I can do? Can I go through? Can I go from Montreal to, um, I don't know, New Zealand right now? With And do I feel like, the, do, do I do I fit in all the criterias for all the government papers and this and that and whatnot? So there's a lot more manual things and, and, and it'll get automated eventually. I, okay. I would say probably another year or so. Uh, and then it'll it'll be an easy process, but for the time being, that transition hasn't occurred yet. So I think that you, people need a bit of support, or they can invest a lot more time into validating those informations before they go ahead and click. I mean, traveling from Calgary to to, to Montreal, not a problem, right? Right. But as soon so as you that's, start, that's not necessarily what we're talking about. It's when you're going to a different right. jurisdiction that maybe has right. different regulations, all kinds of variables that you just don't understand. And I you like what it. you said. Like, there's expertise. And then there's time because you're going to trade money for time somewhere in life or one is, is the other. And the old right. joke, you can always make more money, but you can't make more time. But that's if right. I don't have the expertise and I'm using a significant amount of time, that's an interesting opportunity for a business is what I'm right. hearing that the entrepreneur in you came out and said, hey, there's a gap here. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, you could be spending that time doing something else, right? And mm-hmm. how much time will it take you versus how much time it will take us is a different story. We, 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 we breathe this every day, right? That this is our work yeah. environment. So where we have, we, and then things change so much that uh, we have the reflex to go and go to our sources and validate all that stuff. So the process is a lot quicker with us than it would be on your own. So some people still feel, oh, well, I can do this all by myself. Well, then get great. Do it for your, by yourself. But mm-hmm. in, in the end, if you don't feel like doing it by yourself, this is where our services are, are good for you. And from your guys just talking about a positioning, like there's premium and, and concierge service. The word concierge sometimes all of a sudden implies expensive or implies some type of premium quality. Looking at your pricing, that doesn't seem to be the model you guys created. And and uh, just to be clear, the website is thetravologist.com. Um, and I know there's a bit different, a few different ways to pronounce it. I was playing around yeah. with it. So you have a great website that's very clear, lays things out incredibly well, which I really appreciate as a marketer. Thank you for that, by the way. There's lots of okay. great ideas that, that don't necessarily deliver their information very clearly. I'm like, I know there's a good idea in here somewhere, but you're really making me work hard to find it. Your website <laughs> didn't your website didn't do that. But oh, talk a little bit about that. you know your audience and who you were focusing on. So there is maybe an illusion that this is a pr- premium only service, but that's not the impression I got as I was going through your, your content. Yeah, no. In fact, what the, um, the offer is, is um, we're saying that customer service is back. Right. So customer service has taken like the sidelines um, in a lot of the um, different variants in the in travel industry, like for the airlines or whether it be hotels or whatnot, because everything's online and people are just everything's so automated and whatnot. So because there is this element that we have to do things manually or to a certain degree, we need to impl- it, 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 to involve a human being in the in the travel booking process and the travel experience and after travel and everything else. So we just thought, you know what? Um, the concierge will be somebody who will, will support people in every step of the journey. Right. Hmm. So to make you aware of what's out there, do a market study of what your, you know, what your needs are. So we get to know you, we say, okay, well, 
um, this would be a good product or this would be a good um, so on and so forth, a good match for you. And so there's support all along the way. So that's what we mean by concierge in the sense okay. where we're available for you and we customize things to your personality or your travel style, right? So that um, it's a pleasant experience overall. Well, you're so there's, I have friends that they will only stay in five star. I have friends that right. like, just stay in hostels because they love the experience. I have other friends right. that's Airbnb only, or they want this, you know, there's right. so many variables. And I think the the customization, the personalization that, that the world has created for us used to be, well, if you wanted to travel, you stayed in a hotel and that was kind of the end of it. Well, just right. that alone, the myriad of options <laughs> that you have accessible <laughs> to you is crazy just on websites and certain websites. It can be overwhelming. Know, it, yeah, well, I would say that it arguably, yeah, I remember the first time my wife and I traveled to Southeast Asia and we kind of winged it, but you end up spending half a day every couple of days on where am I going next and how am I going to get there and where's my hotel versus spending that same time in the comfort of your home, planning it out and just trying different things, you know, where one yeah. creates the illusion of freedom, but then it robs your time because <laughs> instead of yeah. sitting by the pool, you're, you're at some computer in a lobby and hotel in Ho Chi Minh City with bad internet, trying to figure out how to get the train to wherever you're going next yeah. versus coming to someone like you. Would I come to you and say, Hey, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Southeast Asia, what can you put together? Or do people come with you and say, Hey, I want to go to this place. Boom. an experience. Or is it, is it, is it all of the above? Like from, Hey, I've put a pin in the map it's, and let's see where, yeah. or to yeah, curating what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. It's all of the above. And uh, let me give you an example where we arranged um, a Costa Rican trip for a young family. So it's a couple, they had a, two-year-old and a three-month-old. So we'll customize it, but we'll customize the whole uh, itinerary with that in mind, right? So the things that they would probably not think about, or we try to be thoughtful, is that what we try to do in our service? So, you know, we're all humans and we want to be treated well and we want the travel experience to go as smoothly as possible. So just as an example, I pointed out, um, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I provided that in the day-by-day -day itinerary, I said, oh, um, would you happen to be breastfeeding? And she said, yes. I said, all right. So we did a research. Is it, um, where could she breastfeed in the Toronto airport, for instance? So mm -hmm. there are some, believe it or not, there are some places where you can. And mm -hmm. uh, are, some are private, some are rooms uh, that are private as well, and they're free of charge. And then we, we mm -hmm. kind of knew that she was traveling with a three-month-old and a two-year-old. And we thought, okay, she wants to see a waterfall and this and that and these regions and whatnot. So we planned out, you know, the waterfall sightseeing. So in Costa Rica, waterfalls are beautiful and everything else. But sometimes you need to be a little bit fit for that. I've hiked too many a waterfall in Costa Rica. They're usually not just conveniently yeah. located at the side yeah. of the trail, 100%. So, so basically, you know, we, we found some. She says, I really want to see some waterfalls. So we, we researched all the waterfalls for that region that she mm -hmm. wanted to see. And we said, okay, we found a waterfall that is has a parking and it's a, two minute walk to the waterfall and it's one of the best waterfalls you'll see in Costa Rica as well. So very kid friendly, no mm -hmm. risks involved for like slipping and sliding with a three month old, you know, that you're holding or a two year old that, you know, is, is trying to follow you. So <laughs> is it going concern? <laughs> yeah. So, so, so things like that, we're just um, very thoughtful and maybe people wouldn't think about these things particularly if, themselves if, because they're so, um, you know, they don't think about it. They say, "Oh, there's a nice waterfall. Let's go. Let's try to go see that," and then eventually get there and say, "Oh, wow, we can't do this." You know, well, so mobility, access, like accessibility yeah. based on your situation. Well, that's just one no. example, but we have, you know, every customer is uh, is different for us. So that's why we say concierge because it really is tailored to your personality to um, 
what your likes, dislikes are, you know, uh, we'll even mm -hmm. try to get you a, 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 like if you say your favorite color is green, we'll try to get you a room that has some green themes or colors and <laughs> at that, at that hotel, you know, if I there happened the to level, be any, the level, you know, the level of detail. And are you yeah. from a travel perspective, when you look at travel and people coming yeah. back and still, there's a lot of fear and apprehension for people in terms of, yes. you know, just simply COVID, which that will wane, but are, yeah, do you foresee I, just as a business owner, do you see a lot more of this type of service coming back into, into the space? Like, have you seen other businesses similar? Like, obviously you've taken the risk and committed to build a business, which I'll want to talk to you about in a second, because that's no right. easy feat. You don't just pull yeah. up, you don't just you don't just make something like this up overnight. This is this is yeah, a lot of work yeah. and effort and some risk. But are you also yeah. seeing this as a trend that's going to be with us now? Go forward, back to that. We went away from personalization, and maybe now we're coming back to it. I think for certain people, yes, because there's a certain okay. transition. Like some people feel, I think when you're looking at Gen Zers, um, you know, they, they feel immortal and whatever. Just as we all as we as we all did. As, yeah. as, as we all did. Like, <laughs> you, you bet. What? What? So, I saw this in a comic book. What could go wrong? I, I'm going to try it. <laughs> Yeah. So, so, you know, they'll go on their all inclusive resort and just go, well, whatever, and just figure it out and whatnot. But you've got other people who have a bit of hesitancy and just like, they're not too sure. So they're coming out and say, okay, maybe I should get some help with this. Right. And that's where the, one of our, well, one of our services and a main support right now is, is doing that is, is reassuring people. And, mm -hmm. um, and, and, yeah, just peace of know, mind and and, and exactly. security and safety. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's an extra extra layer of, of reassurance. Oh, and you said something I think really powerful. Just certainly trends you see about people looking for experiences, and maybe an all inclusive isn't the used to be. If you went to Mexico and you lived in Canada, you would go to an all inclusive. Now, a majority yeah. of friends I know, they're no, I'm renting a house in this little town I went, I like, right. and I went here, and there feels like there is also. And this is not a new trend, but a trend towards experiential travel. And I know I haven't been to an all inclusive yeah. for 15 years, and yeah, kicking and screaming, you won't see me go back to one because I also didn't feel secure at that time. Now I just right. went to Mexico rented a house on the beach amazing experience local it was completely different but it was an experience yeah. it definitely wasn't just a i didn't put punch the ticket <laughs> yeah so a lot of people are asking for that um what, this is what we're seeing um people want to rent a villa or some kind of airbnb and just like among, be amongst friends or two, mm -hmm. two different families or something like that and then just use that as a base and run their own private excursions right or just go explore rent a car or whatnot and explore that region um, I mean, they still feel comfortable around crowds, but uh, it's still they still like the controlled environment where you know um, they might not hit the Louvre uh, Museum in Paris, but they'll go to the Rodin Museum, which is a small okay, venue, uh, right? interesting. Yeah, so they're they're still hitting the big cities, but they're spending time there in a different way, and mm -hmm. definitely there's a lot more um, travel experiences or in the countryside or whatnot. Interesting. Um, it's, it's called slow travel, right? I don't know if you've, if you've ever read about the slow travel movement where mm -hmm. people I have, are, but I, I, yeah. again, I don't know. I just, the yeah. terms you hear that you kind of think you know what they mean, but not always. Right. Well, essentially people are just going and, and doing, um, instead of trying to fit everything into a short schedule, <laughs> yeah. they're doing yes. a Which I'm laughing because I'm like, how many yeah. things can we do in 48 hours? It's not, that's right. You, get, you have to get home and take a time off because you're burnt out from your vacation. Right. We want, we want all of the Instagrammable pictures as much as possible. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's not an Instagram, like, did it really happen? Anyways, that's another joke. Mm -hmm. But yeah, um, people, but people, are, people are, taking time and slowing down and, and unplugging. That's something. right. Absolutely. Yeah. And then inadvertently or conscientiously, what they're doing is they're supporting the um, sustainable travel market. 
Mm. So because they're reaching out into the countryside or doing things that are more local. So when you do that, you're supporting uh, smaller business people and it's more sustainable uh, for those societies or for those, um, those different smaller businesses. Right. So there's a mix of both really. Um, But we're seeing that uh, people are asking more for local stuff and trying to be in outdoor spaces that are their own and and then mixing a bit with larger cities like New York City or London or Paris or whatnot, but they're not necessarily hitting the all-inclusive resorts. Interesting fact, in 2020, the second most popular city visit in the world, a city that was visited in the world, was Cancun. <laughs> wow, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bit, uh, that makes me slightly sad for some reason. I don't know Paris, why. <laughs> Paris, London was not even like, in New York, we're not even in the top uh, 10, I don't think. So you had That's Dubai and then you had uh, Cancun. But the Mexican government kept the borders open and kept the protocols yes. really loose. So that, like, I mean, I guess they were kind of business savvy in that sense. And it was one of the only places you could go uh, for North Americans that didn't represent like tons of paperwork and this and that. Right. And, yeah, and so it was just um, a pretty easy destination to go to and from. But Cancun, yeah, second most visited uh, city in the world. And, but I don't think we'll see that in um in 2022 again i think what what so what are, what are you like so if you take your phone calls you've gotten in the last two weeks or emails or connects yeah. what are you seeing what are people what are people looking for i'm always curious because you know there's going to be a trend now but as we're just coming out of this and as long as everything stays on the up and up it's going to change but yeah what what are you seeing now like obviously that, that more countryside and more like unique kind of those those more intimate curated experiences correct um we're also seeing the fact that some people are you know have not been able to use those famous travel credits that airlines were giving out. Yes. And, mm-hmm. and then maybe the cruise or the um, private experience that they had booked previously in 20 and 2020, um, they haven't been able to use it. So they're trying to like reuse these. Um, so that's what we're seeing a lot, but we're also seeing a lot of, a lot of Western Europe for now. Okay. Um, yeah. And smaller experiences like running from a base. Okay. I'm getting a lot of like requests for villas in Italy, Southern Italy, especially. Um, I'm getting a lot of requests for you know, Provence. Uh, Portugal is really up and coming. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Oh yeah. Portugal. And is that simply like when you see something like that, is that a country that's made an initiative to kind of put themselves out there to the world and to be kind of on more on people's radar more frequently? Yeah. Well, Portugal and Greece, they did pretty well during the pandemic. So it is Costa Rica where they kind of had mm-hmm. protocols and they're very reassuring, but weren't too, too complicated. So they still kept that border open pretty much all of the time. But um, Portugal is coming. It's becoming interesting because during the pandemic, what happened is a lot of uh, the nomadic tribes and the uh, people who work remotely were, were heading towards Portugal. Uh, and then the artistic community as well. So, People who you'd find in uh, Berlin who'd go to Berlin because it's you know it's cheap to live in Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, like we're going towards Portugal, like for, for whatever reason, and um, it became very popular in the digital nomad space. And then the artistic people followed. So now it's given uh, Lisbon this really cool vibe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's um, it's Lisbon and Portugal is offers a lot of good value in terms of culture and in terms of scenery. I mean, the Juro Valley is spectacular, right? And then if, if you're a wine and food lover, then it's perfect for that too. And um, it's fairly, um, 
affordable when it comes to Western Europe. So if you had to compare it to France or Italy, it's a really good alternative. So that Portugal is like really in demand as well. Oh, interesting. Oh, that's, are you seeing any, you know, you're talking about security, safety of, you know, thinking about where you're traveling, uh, anything yeah. with what's happening in the Ukraine right now, or has that created any sensitivities for travelers heading even to this, you know, that I know, I know I don't want to be ignorant. You're in Portugal, Ukraine is a long way away, but it's a lot closer yeah, yeah. than when you're in Canada <laughs> from a reality perspective. Is, is that, is that a question people are asking? Like, is it safe? Yes. Like what other, I'm assuming yeah. it's on people's radar beyond the, the safety and security of COVID. Mm -hmm. Right. So people are a little bit lukewarm about going to Eastern Europe for that reason. So mm -hmm. we're seeing a lot of Western Europe, but we're not seeing um, a lot of Eastern. Um, and, and people do ask those questions where, you know, um, do you think it can spill over and whatnot and everything is possible. But all I can point to is like, there's no travel advisories. And that if you're mm -hmm. not going through Russian airspace or near Russian airspace, then your flight won't be affected, right? But okay. if, you're, if you're traveling to further points, like, um, of course, that's, that's had an influence because um, you know, all the airlines that would use the Russian airspace can no longer use it. So they have to bypass that and that could add two, three, four hours to the flight, which means more fuel, which means more crew, which means more costs. So it, it just gets a little bit complicated to try to reach. I can, yeah, I can only imagine that that's yeah. having, an, having an impact on people's, on people's so, decisions. So there's a lot of, uh, you know, if further east uh, that is on pause for now, but okay. uh, people are still feeling comfortable and confident about going to Western Europe. Um, although they're, you know, they, they're asking a lot of questions about what the risks are and how they can be, um, how, how, how best to be insured if ever, you know, something happens. How, how much is it? Sorry, I'm getting way down in the weeds here. Like how much yeah. is that a factor? Like travel insurance, what's on your visa card and not on your visa. It's like, oh, my visa card covers my travel. Does it really? Cause yeah. we're really talking about like, if everything goes well, this isn't yeah. a problem. I, but, if, but what about risk mitigation? So with something like travel insurance, which I'm, I right. notoriously want to turn it down. Cause I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm somehow, of course. I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get me. I'm a smart consumer. I know better Yeah. <laughs> until, until you need it. So in a, in a, something as, as, as nuanced as that, what's your, yeah. what's your position or kind of what's your, is there an, is there an overarching position that can be taken? Right. Well, actually, yes. So that's one service that we offer is we look at your, uh, we ask what credit cards are you holding in your wallet so that we can okay. look at um, um, what travel benefits are associated with those. And we we dive deep into the uh, cardholder agreement to see, okay, what clauses are in the cardholder agreement. So is there a COVID clause? Is there not a COVID clause? Um, so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, so the credit cards, depending on which ones you've signed up to, and, and, you know, we signed up for these credit cards, we forget about the benefits. We're like, uh, yeah, I have don't. insurance, but maybe I do, maybe I don't, right? So you need to validate that. that that's important, especially these days, because uh, there's still some variants going around and vaccinations are good, but, you know, there's always, you can always fall sick, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and you definitely want to be insured. So what the, the insurance companies are doing is... Um, Let's say you've got some some kind of uh, insurance on your credit card. Well, you can you can top that up, right? With maybe okay, uh, yeah, I've heard with, of that. With <laughs> yeah, so the, the, they sell a standalone COVID nineteen insurance, whereby you'd be uh, covered for hospitalizations and things like that. And if you tested positive to come back home or tested positive during the course of your um, your trip, and you couldn't take the rest of your trip and you had to cancel but that would be trip interruption so those clauses that have come out and they've they fine-tuned those At the beginning of the pandemic it was it was no 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 and you're on your own it was just at your own risk and then they came up with some right. different different policies and they fine-tuned those 
and there's different products out there that can um, come in and complete what you already have from your credit card or from your employer. So you can mm, check right. with your employer that, that too, because because um, that sometimes happens where your employer has a travel insurance you're not aware of. And um, actually, during the pandemic, one of my clients had um, a travel insurance, a health benefits, and it covered COVID. So he didn't have to purchase it. Okay. But yeah, so but the problem the, the problem is what I'm hearing is we just we just don't we don't know right we don't know well you have to investigate right and that's what that's one of the things we do as well it's like we make sure that you're aware of all those um, those elements because we feel it's important if, uh, wherever you go just to mm-hmm. have some type some type of insurance and it's up to you to decide how much you want to cover it but uh, yeah for sure you should you should definitely head out with some insurance and we also look at um, you know if, if you're heading out somewhere and 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 those hospital like hospital like hospital rates and stuff like that were like okay these these guys during the pandemic did well um, but I mean uh, let's have a look at what that market looks like in terms of what if you get hurt and you want to go to a hospital because a lot of during the pandemic less now because I think the success mm. of the vaccine but during the pandemic a lot of hospitals were overwhelmed United States Canada in Europe there's just you didn't have access <laughs> right well sometimes you couldn't right so we keep an eye on that as well where you say okay um, yeah you want to go over here all right let's look up the hospitals and if um, they could take you if you break a leg because or are they overwhelmed with you know hmm. too many COVID cases but I think we've passed that period now and um, right. we're pretty safe to just to assume that uh, regular services back pretty much everywhere in Canada USA uh, Europe what I'm hearing though, fundamentally is so many factors and we all have traveled, I would say kind of loosely in the past and quote unquote, got away with it to a certain extent, nothing went wrong. And, and it didn't have to end up in this vortex of like, oh goodness, you know, all these, all these hassles and things you didn't take into consideration. So sure. on, the, on that theme, uh, starting a business, starting this business. So it sounds like yeah. you were in business, but sounds like this was a new entrepreneurial adventure, which, which, which has its own risk and not always a parachute or an insurance policy attached to it. Yeah. So just to talk a little bit about, I'm curious, I, I love your, your perspective on travel and you, you know, you live and breathe this. Like you said, this is our world. We live in it every day, but when it right. comes to starting this and building this platform and these things don't do themselves, was that a, was that a no brainer for you because you saw the opportunity and you're passionate about it? Or was that a bit of a, okay, are we going to do this? Are we going to, are we going to do this? Are we going to do this? <laughs> <laughs> I actually started the, the, I think it was the week of, um, when, when all the borders started closing and I was just like, wow, oh my gosh, this is, I, I saw it was, I, I saw it was like, there were bad times coming, but I also mm-hmm. saw opportunity, right? I said, oh, oh wow. I appreciate that. Yeah. I said, oh wow. You know what? I think if we reposition services, people will eventually need them um, and they will need that support. So I knew I had the luxury of time as well. So I kind of um, took my time and, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I, t- I, you know, I, I, I got some help from friends who are in marketing and whatnot to make it nice and sexy and whatnot. And like, uh, you know, I yeah, no, you got to check I, the I, sexy box. It's travel yeah, for sure. It's all about yeah. sexy. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I had a vision, but I sometimes yeah. it's hard to articulate your vision, and you think you're putting it on paper, and it's like your own words. But sometimes uh, having good people around you that can that can tell yeah. you when you're doing it wrong really helps. <laughs> That's right. And then yeah, we tested it out on different people, so we did some um, how do you call that? Some uh, focus groups. Okay. Oh, right on. Okay, so you took yeah. yeah so, so we took a variety of people, like backgrounds, like from neuroscientists to um, you know uh, translators, speech pathologists to 
nurses to you know so we had a variety of people in in focus groups and we asked them to read through the website and let us know what they thought so we did like several takes to be honest i think uh, okay well that's i appreciate the honesty because it always looks like oh it just arrived this way no very seldom did it ever just yeah (laughs) yeah so i think i think the fourth time around we 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 had a a solid kind of what we see today on the website uh, where it, it, it that it kind of resonated with a lot a lot more people and from, yeah, a, it took from us, a, it took us about two years. Okay, no, and that's oh, I, yeah. I love the honesty because it always you see it and it looks you know that's the it's the two year over overnight success. Kind yeah, of story. we launched it in September, um, okay. thinking that travel would be back, but and then yeah. Omicron <laughs> happened, <laughs> so everything went back down. Speaking again. of variables yeah. outside of your control, <laughs> yeah. Totally but how, and how so, from uh, are people how are people finding it? You know, obviously the biggest challenge is uh, one is having a great idea. Two is letting making sure people know about it, and then three is hopefully right. that they understand it and 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 see value. So obviously you've been in the industry, so I'm assuming you had a network that you got it out to. How has been the uptake? Are people like are people getting it? Also because of what's happened in the last two years, like this value proposition, I would imagine is a lot higher on people's mind than it would have been two and a half years ago. You're totally right. So. I think a lot of people are just just couldn't be bothered. You know, that's 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 the one thing. They're like, "Oh wow, you'll take care of all this and you'll do all that." Wow. Okay. Done. Where do I sign? Yeah. So, yeah um, sign me up. Okay. Right. Yeah. And then <laughs> totally. And then and then, uh, and then you've got the people who have. Uh, well, I'm not too sure. I want to go about this the first time around when I first start doing international travel again. Maybe it'd be better if I outsource this to an expert, right? And that just comes as an extra layer of reassurance for them. And, you know, they know that whatever they'll get is totally safe. I'm just looking at your, you got three, again, I appreciate how clear this is, the carry on, the upgrade and the, and the, and the valet. Not that I want to turn this into a, into a a sales pitch, but 299 bucks for a trip. Like that's not a, that's pretty reasonable for, you know, 389 to 459. So from the value that I'm hearing you discuss, and I, I reason I wanted to say the prices, because I think listening to you talk, if I didn't take the time to see the prices, I might think it was way more. And that's a compliment in there. Just hopefully it oh, sounds well, that way you. for the audience to go, oh, geez, well, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't want to spend thousands and thousands of dollars. So I, you know, normally I wouldn't just right. roll the prices out on the show, but I'm like, I think it's important to give people a context that right. I, my impression is you've made this accessible to people it is it is very much accessible so it's not made for the rich and famous right they're affordable pricing points so it's made for some people who otherwise would try to navigate and do this themselves but um can still can still think about okay this is this is affordable if we're and it, it's up to six people right so if you're five people and you're See paying that. 299 plus tax for the planning fee that's peanuts they're like yeah let's totally do this so um, in that perspective, we wanted to make it accessible for everyone. So, um, I mean, we do cater to all audiences. Where you, mm-hmm. if you want, if you want a five-star product, a true five-star product into Four Seasons and a Shangri-La or whatnot, we have excellent connections with them, and we have special perks and whatever else. But it doesn't have to be that. It could be three and a half stars. It could be four stars. It could be family travel. It could be uh, all sorts of things, right? So, and even mm-hmm. family travel. Sometimes they they. they People have saved up a lot of money during the pandemic and they're like, you know what? I normally wouldn't spend this much, but well, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, so it's not, the, the price points are affordable um, and accessible. So it's not just made for like people who want, you know, a five-star experience in, in the products, but also but it, people who want the five-star experience in the service. 
Which I appreciate that. You made a comment just recently, just in, in passing about, we have great connections. How much of your job and how much of the role and being in the travel industry for as long as you have, I can only imagine that so much of it is about the connections you've built around the world. Like I know so-and-so that runs this, or I know this group yeah. and I can reach out to them. And that's gotta yeah. be, because as an individual, you just don't have, you just don't have that. Like, you know, right. quote unquote, you've got a guy, you probably have a guy or a gal almost everywhere. And that's yeah. exponentially valuable. <laughs> right. Um, in, in the child industry, it's a, it's, it's very relationship driven, right? Mm. So, um, <clears throat> what you're saying is true. We have tentacles everywhere. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I believe it. I, I, I so, want my travel concierge to have tentacles everywhere. Yeah, That's part of the value of my understanding. Yeah. And we're part of a consortium where, you know, there's, there's, um, a lot of, uh, a big volume. So it's like mm -hmm. near 1 billion US a year in sales. So we have access to a lot of benefits for our clients as well. So um, with that means, uh, you know, free breakfast and uh, early check-ins or late checkouts or $100 credit in a four seasons that you can spend wherever you want. And those are non-published rates. I mean, you can't find that on their website. And yeah. they're not going to be more expensive if you do it through us than if you do it through the website. So actually, it's going to be the same price, but you get all this. So it's it's, it's private relationships that we have. And mm -hmm. um, same goes with airlines. But airlines, I mean, they're not doing many favors to anybody anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, they're not. No, that industry is... They're, they're grinding their pennies together 100%. Oh, yeah. for sure. But, um, but still, it, it helps to have high contacts in, in, in those... Uh, in that sphere as well, because when things go wrong or whatnot, you know, you just want to be able to, you know, I, the person misspelled their name on the ticket when they gave it to us. We can reach out to our contacts. The simplest thing. Get, get it waived and stuff like that, right? And, and you don't have to wait like um, four hours on the phone. I think my last last summer traveling with a dog for the first time, I think five and a half hours was my longest wait on WestJet yeah. to try to have a conversation with them. Yeah. And when I got on the call and told them, they said, no, there's no way that was true. I'm like, listen, I just sat here for five and a half hours. Don't tell me what's true and not true. Anyways, yeah. I tried not to be heated because I know it wasn't her fault. But anyways, that was a, uh, yeah. no, and just the simple, if I'm a consumer, I'm buying one of everything. I'm not going to get a deal. I'm not going to get any special well, treatment. You're, you're buying many of a lot of things. It's a different well, here, value proposition. And here's the other thing, right? It's like you, you can go and um, reserve a hotel on um, hotels.com or whatnot, which is fine. But what I would advise, but, but it stops there. So the hotel receives your information. They know nothing about you, right? Right. But hotels love to personalize your stays. So mm -hmm. the, the more they know about you, the better it is, right? So not many people will pick up the phone and say, hey, I'm kind of to town and I'll be with my young daughter. It's going to be her 16th birthday. Um, I just want you to be aware of that. And if there's anything special that you can think about that we can do at the hotel for mm -hmm. us, that'd be great, right? And then you follow up like a day before your check-in preferably through the app or something like that. If, you're, if you've booked it on hotels.com and you can just go, hey, um, not sure if uh, your you your inventories would allow it, but could you maybe consider operating us to a dancer room? And they might do it for free, right? So yeah. we, we, um, we will do that just automatically. We always pick up the phone or we always send an email to the sales manager, the hotel or our national sales manager say, hey, my mm -hmm. client's going to be in. This, that, that, and it's going to be their 50th, or her 50th, or their 25th anniversary, or something like that. Can you make it special? And um, can you send out a welcome amenity, perhaps, in the room? And this and that. So, try just little details to try to make it special. But when you're booking through uh, booking.com or hotels.com, and it, it, you just don't provide any information at all, uh, then the person, the, the hotels can't make your stay special because they don't know about it. So, 
Um, so there's that little gap there where we come in and we say, hey, uh, can you do, make this special for our clients? I really appreciate that. Giving the, giving the hotel the opportunity to do what it does best, which is give you a great experience. But if you don't give them any exactly. information, they can't. Like, that's what they're trying. They're trying to do that. <laughs> exactly. They want you to come back. Yeah. yeah right? Yes. They, yes. They, yes. They do. And, and they might not I mean, they won't be able to fulfill all your requests, but they'll try. And, you know, they'll, they'll maybe be able to give you one of your requests. Maybe they're not, but, but they'll certainly try. So, but the, at the end of the day, um, you know, they want, they want everything to be win-win. So they want you to come back. They want, they want you to, they want to build, you know, uh, a faithful clientele as well. So, yeah. And it's, I love what you say, like getting, getting that good deal or the perception of a good price when you book feels great. But when you're in the travel experience, you often forget what you paid. And it's that little, those little things, the breakfast or the, I remember I was staying at the, I think it was at the wind in Las Vegas and my little crest toothpaste was out. I didn't think oh, much yeah. about it, but when I got back into the room, it was replaced with the exact same one, but full. And I was like, oh, wow. Well, oh, like just wind. such a small little detail. And it stuck out of my yeah. mind. Cause not only did they say, oh, you need toothpaste. They gave me the, what's well, course it's your standard crest travel toothpaste. So it's a, there, you know, there, there's a million of them out there, and, but it was still, <laughs> they put it in the same spot and just replaced it. But that noticing of that detail, I was like, okay, wow. Kudos to you guys. Oh, that was very yeah. well, very well played. And that cost yeah. them nothing, but it made me tell the story right now. <laughs> Well, again, it's, it's, it's being thoughtful. <laughs> it's being thoughtful in the details. And yes, 100%. Um, so, so, I mean, there's a certain hotel chains that do that uh, automatically, like four seasons is part of their DNA. Right. And it's part of the, you know, that's what they're known for is personalization, but um, it doesn't have to be just four seasons. It, it can right. be others as well, but if you give them the opportunity, so mm, if you're not that. informing them about who you are or why you're in town or what your needs and wants are, then they can't deliver until the last minute when you show up and then it's too late sometimes. Mm, yeah, no, I appreciate that. Uh, curious, as a business owner, as you know, somebody doing his own thing, any any moments where you were like, "Whoa, what am I doing? Like this is ridiculous," <laughs> or, or, or has it been like, "No, hundred uh, percent," you know? Because again, it's easy to look at the entrepreneur side of life and go, "Oh, it's so glamorous and awesome," but there's a lot of shitty bits. <laughs> it's a How, how's that? How's work. that been for you? <laughs> it is a lot. To of be work. honest, I've I've never well, I've had some small self doubt moments, which are I think are good because every good it's good to be human is, LA. it's good to be human yeah, and every you challenge yourself and your thoughts when you're you're building a business and if you're not asking yourself questions there's something wrong right uh, yeah um, that's yeah that's when you run off the cliff and think everything's great and shiny <laughs> yeah exactly so um but for the most part i mean it's it's been something that um it's my passion it's like it's going to bring me my my retirement and uh that's it right so it's not, it's not mm -hmm. something so it's it's something that uh so it's a lot of work though. I mean, uh, I'm glad I had two years because I yeah. wouldn't want to do this while I have another job. <laughs> right. No, that's, that's <laughs> a very fair. Yeah. Like, that's a yeah, it was, it was a lot of work. I mean, every little piece, like, Oh, I was like, well, I didn't ever, but I learned how to do a lot of things. I mean, I didn't know anything about building a website. I, I mean, I didn't build the website. I, I hired. Well, but you were, you, but your fingerprints are on every piece. I, I as someone yeah. who does build websites, not personally, yeah. but with the team, a yeah. website is one of the hardest things. Cause there's nothing can be left. We'll figure it out later. No, no, we have to answer that question. Cause it has to be on right. page. What's such and such. And yeah. pricing has to be figured out details, privacy. Oh my yeah. goodness. Like it, it's, it's an undertaking because it forces yeah. you to every identity uh, element of your business needs to be like, well, you might get a logo or you might get a name. 
but that's just that the website is all of it <laughs> yeah and the branding too you know like huge it's huge it's a huge piece it's just like a, these kind of typos instead of those type of letters and not, <laughs> yes. oh my gosh it's like every little detail makes a difference and everything has a meaning behind it too right so um so well it's, in the um, travel industry you're dealing with some of the biggest brands in the world as well like if i'm as a yeah. traveler you're you're com you're competing for the attention of even though you're living in your own space from all those hotel yeah. brands you mentioned the airline brands yeah. the verbos and the or if you want to say vrbo i'm still not sure i saw one of their ads yeah. the and they said verbo yeah. i'm like i thought it was vrbo i didn't know that i did too um, yeah i was like a bit confused i was like what wait uh, what i've always called um, it vrbo too yeah, yeah. Well, I still, yeah. Um, but again, we're talking about their ads, so clearly it worked. And uh, you know, yeah. Airbnb; they, those are all brands that, in one way or another, are competing for the eyeballs, you know, and the attention right. of your of your customers. So, playing yeah, in that so, space as a small provider, to, you're slugging against some big heavyweights, right? <laughs> yeah, and it has to be, um, it has to be visually appealing and all that, right? So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, because travel is, I'm buying a fantasy. I'm buying the yeah. dream of this amazing experience I'm going to have. And when I get there, you're helping make sure I actually have it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It has inspired confidence from the get go, for sure. Yeah. Um, scalability, how, where do you see this going? Just curious. Like, obviously, it's real. Yeah, it's real. Um, the next step is to develop the corporate side, which is uh, still mm, okay. kind of like they're, they're warming up to um, letting employees travel now. So what they're doing okay. is they're, they're leading, they're letting the leisure traveler lead, and see which how makes that sense. Mitigate your risk and mitigate your That's risk. That's right. <laughs> see how that goes, right? And then uh, enter the corporate space for um, with um, with uh, we we think two things. Why not treat your employees as good as we treat the leisure people, right? Like hmm. why not? Like yeah. employees need like especially now the duty of care has become really central. In, um, in in the corporate space, uh, corporate travel space, or the corporate HR space, so um, people are, might notice us in that respect. Where you know they're going to get all the technology too, where you get the app and it's like super personalized, and you don't have to look through different you know your an email here and this and that. People want it organized and nice, and like, mm -hmm. and we'll even tell them, okay, you've got thirty five k with Air Canada or or not, you don't have it. You can use that lounge over there. It's much better than that one, you know, kind of thing. So everything is really thought of for them. Um, so there's that. And then we're, we're also thinking we want to bring the sustainable travel experience to the corporate side. So Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Because it's very popular on the leisure side, but why can't you do it on, on, on the corporate side? You can. You just, people, the corporations just know how, don't know how to do it. Hmm. So having worked in the corporate space myself as a travel manager for Cirque du Soleil's uh, touring shows division, I, I kind of know how that area functions. So we came up with a, con a concept called the, the circular travel program. So we could build like a, a travel program from scratch, um, customized and sustainable. You know, you just, uh, it's but at the end of the day, you just have to like put it in place and ask the right questions and, 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 Boom, boom, boom. There you go. But it's doable. So those are the spaces that we're thinking uh, that will probably grow, I'd say, in the fall. I okay. Think by fall 2022. Uh, but we're ready. We're ready now to, um, to, to, to service those accounts. But um, they're just not ready, right? They're still on standby. And I think they're going to be on standby until the summer. And then start seeing, okay. And then 
they're making a lot of decisions too. Like, are we going to travel like we traveled before? Zoom worked really well for us during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. There's no more. There's, they're, they're having conversations, you know? Uh, yeah, I think business travel well. will change, but those critical yeah. meetings or those important, like when you do travel to see someone, I think it's going to have a little bit more weight than it might've had in the past. Cause we could just yeah. do a zoom call, but this meeting or this yeah. opportunity justifies an yeah. in-person. I don't know. It feels like yeah. it's got more value. And with so but many yeah. companies focusing on the ESG side of their business and looking at how they are, every element of their business is now sustainable in, in, in some way. I think that's an interesting fit it make, and it makes a lot of sense because the, the, they'll have the want and the need. They just might not have the know-how. So that's the perfect opportunity for someone like yourself to step that's in. right so that that'll be the future is for um, as far as we know and where, where we like to but that 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 business piece like you said the business travel piece is changing a lot because um what we're noticing is um maybe less business trips but they'll be longer mm, because people, okay that's interesting yeah um in fact uh, i think as a consequence of the great resignation or whatnot and the lack of finding uh, perfect, that that perfect person for the role. There's mm-hmm. a lot of competition in that space for the HR departments and, and the corporations. So they're having to adjust their um, their benefits package to include travel because all these candidates who know they've got the, they've got the, the the perfect profile are shopping around and seeing. All right, and they're asking questions. So does the benefits are how about business travel? Is it Zoom or is there business travel involved? Because they want to travel. And so the HR has departments have had to adjust with maybe allowing some time off while they're on business and also maybe a period of that time to work remotely when they're abroad. And and so that business trip will go from maybe four days, five days to three weeks, right? So that's, yeah, it's it's an interesting space. It's kind of exciting. I I love the more options that that exist in our world. That is interesting perspective. It is, yeah. As as an individual, like I was like, oh, that's that's appealing immediately. I want to lean in because you you get to that live work and have that flexibility. And we've proved that we can provide value from other places. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Mm. So the the argument- It's an interesting trend. And I agree agree with you. And, And more importantly, employees are demanding it. That, that's the short answer. <laughs> that's the short answer. And yeah. there's the infrastructure for it too. So you've got like mm. uh, a lot of new hotels that are popping up or even normal chain hotels that have adapted to that. And they're, they're so these hotels are like, they're, they're like nomadic, um, nomadic workers space. Yeah. The digital, you said digital yeah, nomad the, earlier. I'm, yeah. I have a brother-in-law who's doing van life right now because he's a digital nomad. He's a senior developer. Right. He's traveling all across the U S skiing, but just plugging into Wi-Fi and working all along the way. So I've, I'm very familiar with that term and he's, he's yeah. just fully like, he's embracing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, there's these hotels that are just opening up for these people where they've got, they've set it up where they've got working rooms and um, you know, with, with office space, amazing, amazing Wi-Fi or an amazing, amazing internet connect, connectivity because that becomes and, your variable, right? <laughs> your yeah. And they've positioned them in certain areas of the cities where they're interesting and not necessarily just downtown, right? They're yeah. like interesting cities where, and then they've got like some deals for like, they've got a restaurant, but it's more like a, you know, a, a menu that you have like, uh, sort of like a buffet or, or something like okay. that, but that has more like really good food, like organic and this and that. So they're really catering to a new, a totally new space, but they're popping up everywhere as well, where um, um, that might support the idea that uh, business travel is going to look different. Hmm. 
I do always, I always choose to f see the silver lining anywhere I can. And I, I love the change that COVID has accelerated. And just to hear us, like some of the things you've said now, like yeah. to me, that's all very exciting because it just creates more opportunities back to personalization. And I can choose to live my version of my unique work life balance, whatever that means. Exactly. And it's starting to mean so many different things to people. And that's very, that's very appealing. <laughs> yeah. Interesting times, my friend. It is. Elaine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Congratulations on on, well, thank you. on, on, on getting through it and making yeah. it happen over the last two years. I, oh, I placed it. Yeah, yeah, it is no easy task to build something from scratch, but I really see the value that you're putting forward. And thanks for thanks for coming on and telling your story and just giving me some few insights. You got me excited about travel and, and, and a bunch of different fronts today. So I, I do personally thank you for that. Well, thank you for having me. And um, yeah, we're certainly looking forward to uh, seeing... What, what other things or trends that are going to be out there soon? And um, it's just the beginning. So beginning, beginning, beginning of a new phase. I love it. What's that? Obviously, yeah. uh, the tra tra Travelogist. So travel and O-G-I-S-T dot com. Check yeah. it out. Um, I'm assuming I know you guys are on your social platforms and all I see at the bottom. Yeah. You've, you've got all the places and all the things for people to come That's find right. you. But I'm assuming your website's the best place to go to get to, to dive in deeper and get some more information. That's right. And if they uh, if they reach out, is are you on the other end of the phone right now? Are you are you are you are you the guy? How big's your team right now? I didn't ask you that. Yeah, so um, right now we're recruiting, and uh, we have uh, one travel concierge by night, uh, okay. who's ba who's um, based in Australia. So they work nights while we go to bed. <laughs> and does all the research. 24 and, no. Well, I, yeah, I was only going to assume that your team could be anywhere in the world. That was my, going to be my next question, yeah. which you, you already nailed it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and taking care of emergencies and whatnot. So, and then travel disruptions. And then um, uh, we're hiring a new concierge by day, hopefully by end of next week. Nice. Um, yeah. So, slowly but surely uh, growing the team and um, as the business grows too, and, and the demand grows as well. No, so the, deli the delicate balance of yeah, not getting ahead of yourself yeah. and not falling, not falling behind either. <laughs> yeah, we don't, we don't think that the, um, there'd be any more knee-jerking reactions from governments and shut down borders like they did before. I think we're, we're yeah, pretty I safe. Not. I think everybody, and, I think everybody hopes not. <laughs> yeah, so we were um, we're pretty encouraged by the fact that you don't need a, um, a test to come back to Canada and whatnot. When, when you see that, uh, we felt okay. It's it's time to. Um, the team and, and this is going to be a more of a permanent trend now so That's there we awesome. go yeah well congratulations my friend thanks again for chatting and Thank you. Um, i will be reaching out for to you shortly for my next trip <laughs> all right well have yourself a good day <laughs> you Thank too you. thanks Alan. all right bye for now